Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. From our team to you, welcome to Season 2 of Convert Central. In Season 1, we've had the privilege of interviewing 15 converts across the months of Ramadan and Shawwal. This season, we have created a plethora of topics for every Muslim regardless of our background, our interests and our races. We pray that every podcast that we upload will be beneficial to you guys and meanwhile, enjoy listening to Season 2 of Convert Central. Welcome back to Convert Central. So Alhamdulillah, we are back, you know, uh, after a few weeks back to our Convert Sharing. And today we are going to focus on another Dutch convert and her name is Sister Mariam. So Alhamdulillah, uh, recently Sister Mariam just joined Darul Akam as their council member and I've heard that she's been around in Darul Akam for many, many years. So one of the questions that immediately popped into my mind when I first heard of Sister Mariam was that, why have I not met her? Because I've also been around Akam here and there. So it's, it's such a pleasure, a pleasure and blessing to have her with us online tonight. And it's a Saturday evening. So, you know, uh, she, uh, we are so blessed to have her here today. And uh, without further ado, I'll just get uh, Sister Mariam to share her story, her convert story, how she came into Islam and some of the challenges that she's met in her journey to Islam. So, uh, Sister Mariam, please, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Uh, thank you, brother, for inviting me. Alhamdulillah. Um, I converted Islam many, many years back, more than 35 years back. So I have to go all the way back to memory lane. <laughs> so forgive me if I have to pause a little while and have to think back. Um, okay, my name, my, my, my Dutch name is Helena Maria Veen. Helena, so my Muslim name is Mariam, from the name Helena, Maria, 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 Maryam, it's the same meaning. Um, I embraced Islam in 1981. I was very young. I was um, 21 years old and uh, I just finished my, my education actually. And um, I was from um, a small town village in the Netherlands called Kastrikum. And it's near the coastline, near the sea, beautiful surroundings. And I finished my, edu my education businesses in the capital city of Amsterdam. So it was every day, it was my journey by train. It took me 30 hours from my village to reach Amsterdam. Um, I, Honestly speaking, I didn't know much about um, Muslims or let's say about Islam itself. Um, in my little town where I lived, we don't have um, uh, foreigners like uh, Moroccans or Turkish or from other uh, countries. It's really a really a typical Dutch village. So actually my exploring was started all in, uh, in Amsterdam. So when I um, studied in Amsterdam, when I went to Amsterdam, what I just mentioned earlier on that I didn't know anything about Muslims um, in a way that, um, you know, you get always the negative information about Muslims, about Islam. And um, so we had in Amsterdam, uh, especially the big capital cities, uh, you have a lot of Turkish and Moroccans in, in, the, uh, in the Netherlands. So I saw them as, um, I was actually a little bit afraid about them actually. Um, when you see, you know, the Moroccan man wearing all this long juba with the, with, the, with the long beards and with those person eagle eyes, eagle eyes, not evil eyes, uh, eagle eyes looking at you and, that was very, yeah, it made me, I was a little bit afraid of that actually. And I was quite naive um, because my knowledge about Islam was 
not really that much. I only thought that the um, Muslims only belong, is only for the Arabs, is only, you know, only the Muslims, only the Arabs um, are Muslims. And that was it. So I didn't know uh, that much about it. Um, so my journey started um, when I finished my education. Um, I had with my friends, we celebrated our end of the year celebration and we went out for, for lunch. And that is where I met my husband. Uh, my husband, he's a Singaporean, his name is Osman and he worked in the hospitality line and he was in the Netherlands that time already a few years. So actually for a Singaporean, he could speak very good uh, uh, Dutch actually. Um, so when we got to know one another, you know, we become, um, became friends and we liked one another. But the, the thing is that he didn't uh, told me in the first place that he was a Muslim. He's from Singapore and he's mixed, he's half Malay, half Indian. But matter of fact, he looked very Indonesian. So he had a lot of Indonesian friends and me as well. And when he, when we start to know one another and we start to like one another, he was not really direct and tell me that he was a Muslim because maybe because he didn't want it to scare me in the first place. Um, but it came a time that, as you know, you know, the, oh, the truth always comes out. So when I confronted him that I found out he was a Muslim, I, I panicked in the first place. Um, I was a bit afraid, I panicked because I, I questioned him. I, I said, Usman, how can you be um, uh, a Muslim? But because you're not an Arab, <laughs> you see? So um, my, my thinking was very, was not really that broad at that, at that time. So he tried to, to explain himself that, um, not uh, all Arabs are, are Muslims and Muslims is for, is for the humanity, is for everybody. So when I, when I knew that he was a Muslim, but I said, I panicked a little bit and I thought, well, I, I said, it's better that we don't meet each other anymore because um, I don't think it will work out. So on the way, when we separated, um, I was thinking about it because I did really like him very much in a way that, um, Osman, my husband now, um, he was very, his akhlaq was very good. I liked his akhlaq, his adab, his manners was totally different than the other societies over there. And that really attracted me. It was his, um, his friendliness and his, his adab was so good. So when I was thinking about it, I said, actually, I was not fair. I didn't, uh, didn't give him the chance to explain himself. Yeah. So after two weeks or so, uh, I did call him up and I did apologize and I did say that I missed him. And I say, I'm sorry, you know, I was a bit harsh. I didn't give you a chance to explain yourself. So, <coughs> excuse me. So I, I think after that, a few days later, I went down to Amsterdam and we met up and I gave him a chance to, to talk about his, uh, his religion. And, um, as myself, um, my mother was a Christian and my father was an atheist, a free thinker. So um, we didn't really practice our religion as a young child. We did went to church on Christmas Eve and, you know, and we celebrated Easter and all those traditions. And that was it. 
So when, um, yeah, so, okay, let me go a bit further. So when Osman was discussing about Islam, um, yeah, I was very stubborn. I always had always this, um, um, yeah, I didn't, it was very difficult for me to, to understand. And because I was a scientific person, I believe in science because um, I was more like um, atheists who don't really, you know, see God in the picture. And uh, but one thing about my husband, he's a, quite a smart man in a way that he's a well-read person. He liked to read about politics, about religions and about anything. So he reads a lot. So he knows a lot about other religions and Christianity and all that. So and because um, he knew that I don't believe, I was not a believer, that he was more um, uh, explaining about science, about the revolution, about the Big Bang, with all those uh, things that's mentioned in the Quran. So that was something very good that he approached me that not straight away like the Christian religion, but he was more on the scientific kind of view that actually I was on that platform. And um, we had many discussions and many weekends we came together and many, many talks. And then at that moment, um, maybe I can share with other uh, converts as well. Um, in the beginning, I was very difficult for me to, for him to convince me. And I was very stubborn. <laughs> and, um, but at that moment is that it was like, thing, you know, your ears open, your mind opens, your eyes open, and you start to think and to reason. And um, so when he came to, um, when he explained to me about um, Quran and science, about um, cosmology and uh, what else is mentioned in the Quran, embryology and physics and um, many, many other scientific um, proof in the Quran. When he came up with that, then I was actually thinking, I say, hey, how can um, a man, the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, during that time, know about that when he was an unlettered person. So, and you know, in those, in, in that generation, in those times, you didn't have those microscopic kind of, you know, what you had in, in, the, in those labs. You had that, you didn't have that during um, the Prophet's time. Um, so that was an eye opener for me. And um, especially when you are talking about this cosmology and about um, uh, microscopic um, embryology, uh, physics and um, yeah, I can mention the protons and all those things. It's all mentioned in the Quran and he showed it to me. So that was actually an eye opener. And also secondly, um, I start to appreciate the Muslims more because my husband explained to me that Islam, what actually Islam means, peace of course, and it's for humanity and not only for a certain kind of group and um, that was very good. Secondly, um, in the Netherlands, we have a lot of Indonesians and a lot of Malaysians also working in, in Amsterdam and in Den Haag, especially a lot of Malaysians that are working for the embassies in Den Haag. So he did introduce me to another Dutch Muslim who was who converted uh, much long, um, earlier before me. So I had a lot of questions, especially on the, um, the woman in Islam, 
because um, you know I saw Islam that yeah the woman had no rights and uh, what about this and what about that and I had many many questions so my husband introduced me to this wonderful lady and her Muslim name is Salma and she explained to me many topics about the woman and Islam um, so on the way um, now I was that time and I think six months further um, yeah it was time to ask me if I wanted to marry him. Yeah, and that was very, I was not so sure because um, to my, mom. Um, my mother, my parents were along, they were divorced. So my mom brought us up, I got two other siblings brought us up uh, single-handedly. And um, it was for her very, very difficult. I mean, uh, I understand it now because I have a family of my own and I have children. And um, yeah, my mom raised us up with an education and hopefully that I'll come back with a Dutchman. And I came back with a foreigner, you know, and, um, and I'm a Muslim some more. So I, I didn't tell my mom straight away that he was a Muslim. I yeah. told that much, much later. And mm -hmm. she was very sad. She was really, really, very sad. She, um, she cried. And mm -hmm. um, so I was at, I would I said I was 21 years old and in the Dutch law is when you're 21 you're an adult and you can choose what you want you don't have to have um, to get permission from your parents. Yep. So when I said I'm going to marry this man and um, so my husband wanted to meet my mom to make it clear. And okay, my mom did, uh, so my husband had a date with my mom. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, the feedback was, um, my mom said he's a very polite, polite uh, young man with very disciplined yeah. and uh, very nice and pleasant. But yeah, he was from Singapore and he was a Muslim and that she could not accept. So it was very tough, very difficult because mm -hmm. I, we got married, I got married in Singapore. Yeah. For, for the uh, Islamic marriages. I had to go to Singapore and I did my Shahada uh, in, in, in the Netherlands, in the Den Hague. I did my Shahada. So um, when my husband wanted to marry me, uh, he said, are you sure? So I, I think about it. He gave me time to think about it. He also gave me time to, if I, uh, for me to, um, to convert. Uh, I didn't convert overnight. It took me a while. Um, I was very a bit unsure, and um, but then I thought, okay, I love this man, and he's a good man, and um, the religion. I know the, the basics of Islam, yeah. and um, yeah, that's it. I think it was good. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, Allah, you know, give you the hidayah, and it's uh, Allah decides. You see, okay. so um, we got married in 1981. I followed him to Singapore. It was my first time in Singapore. And um, I was really um, blessed with beautiful, uh, love, loving uh, in-laws. Um, there was what I, I said, I was, from, I was from a Western upbringing. And then you come into Singapore with many traditions and cultures. Um, I didn't have a culture shock because uh, my husband in, uh, um, told me about Singapore and I saw many pictures about Singapore and all that. 
And uh, so I was in Singapore and then the family brought me in very, very nicely, very loving and mm -hmm. I had a lovely mother-in-law and all that. Uh, there was some, some um, yeah, what I said, traditions and cultures that you're not used to. Yeah. But Alhamdulillah, my husband uh, told me in advance, you know, what I can expect. You know, especially when you salam the elderly, you give the hand, you kiss the hand and this yeah, and that. Yeah. Uh, walk inside and then take your shoes off and then be respectful. All those little things. And um, okay, that was easy to, 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 to handle. And then, of, of course, uh, my husband brought me to Darul Arakam. I think Darul Arakam was only one year old, I think just started Allah. and uh, yes I, I remembered i remember brother our, our uh, president uh, Ridwan Wu and brother hamza and all the other pioneers i knew them all and they gave me uh, i was uh, uh, invited and they, they 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 embraced me and then they said they were so happy to have me here because there was not much dutch during that time so they gave me a lot of books they gave me a lot of books and um, also my wedding when I got married here, um, I think I had around 500, 600 guests and that is for uh, our Dutch people is a lot because in the Dutch uh, cultures when you get married, only 100, 200, maybe lesser, mm -hmm. but 600 was a lot for me yeah. and um, yeah, it was my first Islamic marriage that I experienced was my own one. And <laughs> I didn't know what's going on, what's going to happen. And everything, any minute, every moment was a surprise for me. And um, yeah, so got to know new people, got to know Darul Arakam, got to know new sisters. So it was all in 1991. And then because we got married in Singapore, but we were living in the Netherlands. So after we got married, um, we had to go back to the Netherlands because my husband was working and I was working. So I was a new Muslim, Muslima. Mm. And what then? What next? <laughs> so um, I was very happy. I had, I had one Muslima friend, a Dutch lady, her name Salma, I just mentioned yeah. earlier on. And she brought me to this Muslim converts association called Al-Nisa, oh. Dutch Muslimas and also other for other ladies born Muslims. And that was really, really an eye-opening for me because I thought I was the only one. And then you see other Dutch women, you know, other Dutch sisters like me, some are married with um, Moroccans, Indonesians, Egyptians, uh, Turkish. So I had, I, I started to learn about Islam from my sisters. Mm -hmm. I had a beautiful foundation from my, from my sisters, my Dutch Muslim sisters in, um, in the Netherlands, mm -hmm. and that was really, really, um, alhamdulillah, that I had that. I had real good friends. I had real friends. And then um, at the time, by, time passes by, um, I start to get some, some children. And then uh, I got help from them. And then, um, and then I got my second child, and then my third child, and all my children, my three children were all born in the Netherlands. So. Um, I had some challenges also in the beginning when I embraced Islam is yeah. because, um, yeah, you know, you lose your friends, you lose your Dutch friends, your good friends, yeah, your Western friends. But then in return, you get much, much better. You get real 
friends, Muslim friends. So the friends I had at school at my work and you know, you go out with the weekends, okay. But you know, once they know you're a Muslim or you're married with a Muslim, then you know who are your true friends. Yeah, will they yeah. stay with you? Will they stick with you? Or they don't want to know you anymore. They don't call you anymore. So I had, sometimes I had period that I was lonely. Yeah. And then because when I um, found this uh, Muslim organization for the ladies, Al-Nisa, in return, I got much more better friends, Muslim friends, just like me. And that time I didn't wear hijab that time uh, because what I say, I was not ready yet. I was 21 and I was not ready to wear um, hijab. But that didn't matter because when I went to Al-Nisa, they accept you as you are and how you come and how you dress. There was no um, discrimination upon that. Yeah. So I learned a lot about uh, Islam at this uh, Al-Nisa organization. Mm. Um, and also uh, a lot of changes for me was um, birthday parties. Mm. You know, when you go to um, uh, birthday parties, as you know, they in, in Europe, you know, they like to drink and um, I don't drink. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't drink anymore, and my husband doesn't. Never drank, and um, so it was not when I had my friends. I'm talking about my my Dutch friends, but I still had. Huh? So I didn't want to hurt them. So then I said to them, "Well, I'll come to your. I'll come and meet you, but I don't come for the party. But I'll come for you in the morning. We have coffee. Then I'll, you know, I can give you a present, this and that. So there is always a way not to hurting both sides." Yeah, it's not yeah. like I was not brought up also not from my husband. From, okay, no, you know, mm -hmm. Islam says this, you cannot do that. Da, 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 da. Yeah. There's always a compromise. Exactly. So there's always a way. So not to hurt my friend that we're not coming in the evening for the party. I'll come in the morning, coffee time, have a nice coffee with a piece of cake, give her a present. And then I can talk with her, you know, just one to one. Yeah, instead yeah. of being among people and partying around so mm -hmm. it was um yeah it was easy it's, it's how easy you can make it in life yeah. you know it, it's not difficult and islam is not difficult yeah yeah, yeah. um and then when my children became uh, bigger my husband decided he wanted to go back to singapore mm -hmm. it was in 1991 and my children were very young my, my youngest was only a baby my youngest was only three months old, a very small little boy. And he decided to go back and um, okay. But he ever told me, he ever told me, he said, Mariam, um, there would come a time that I would like to go back to my country. And then with my children, I want them to bring them up in Singapore and have a yeah. good education there. And I said, okay, because, you know, I've been to Singapore a couple of times. I mean, every time when there was Hari Raya, we, we flow back and celebrate Hari Raya. There's always a big feast for me. I was always very happy to go back to Singapore and celebrate Hari Raya because then the children will get their presents. Yeah. It's a different thing. They get their presents, they get their money. Yeah, so yeah. They, don't have, they don't have to celebrate Christmas in the Netherlands. But every Hari Raya, they get their new clothing, presents, and of course, they get money. And uh, from the elderly and from the <laughs> family and all that. And uh, what else? Um, okay, so we went back in 1991. Yeah. And um, I went back to Darul Arkham and I made new friends here and very good friends. My first fruit, uh, my first uh, lady friends, I made good friends at Darul Arkham that time. Alhamdulillah. Darul Arkham was where? 
um, I think at Lorong. Yeah, it, I, Lorong. They yeah, moved it was there. Moved, it's been moving a couple of places. Yeah, so um, yeah, I enrolled in classes. I had a very good Ustad brother Zulkifli. Uh, he passed away quite a while ago in Alilahimanilajun, and he was my very good um, uh, Ustad for me. And uh, I followed classes. I did volunteer. Um, I was one of the befrienders as well, and. Um, Alhamdulillah. Okay. Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's it's a lot of things to unpack, but uh, essentially, you know, uh, you've done it all for us. You know, I I think I can sit back and 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 relax. Uh, you you shared your story. You know, your experiences, your challenges, especially. And you know, I I think uh, these are extremely good points. A lot of takeaways for uh the converts who are listening uh today. Uh, but you know, before we end this uh, podcast regarding your story, I just want to ask you a few questions. You know, just a couple of them. And uh, the first one is pertaining to the challenge you met. You know, uh, initially when you came to Islam, your you mentioned that your family wasn't too supportive, especially your mother when she she was exposed to the fact that you know, but Osman was a Muslim and he was from Singapore. You know. She was pretty against that, you know, and but eventually you still became a Muslim. So how how at the point of time, you know, how did you deal with that? And you know, what would be your advice to people who are dealing with that right now? Mm. Yeah. Um. It took me a while when to well, it takes a while. I mean, yeah. um, for all the um for the for the not yet uh, converts um. Well, every person is different. Mm. Every family is different. Every character is different. Um, I mean, I informed my mom is that what's so good about my husband is that uh, he went to have an, uh, to see my mom to show who he was, into, uh, introduce him or himself, and those other things is that um, don't hide, don't hide things. Um, if you have like an, a, a Muslim friend or future uh, uh, husband or wife, see if you have, uh, if you're brave enough to um, uh, know the parents, introduce yourself to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mashallah, bro, Osman is so amazing. Back way back in 1981, he's he he went straight up to your mom and and told told her that he was a Muslim and he wanted to marry you, right? Well, really hats off, man. 1981 was a very different world from right now. And even right now, I'm sure many of us, even myself, is finding difficulty in doing that for, for even Muslim, uh, you know, born Muslim parents as well. So really hats off to him, alhamdulillah. And I think uh, what you shared was uh, extremely relevant, you know, uh, when it comes to uh, getting our family's approval and, and support. You know, firstly, we start with an open conversation. You know, and uh, secondly, we allow them to know who we want to marry. So at least if they 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 are unsure of our decision to become a Muslim, they can be at least sure of the person that we want to marry. So that that was something that, that I think that is good advice. And uh, this, the another question that I would like to draw upon is actually your experiences uh way back uh when you were still in Netherlands with your husband after you have taken your shahada, uh you mentioned this uh international uh, group uh called Al Nisa. And uh, it's, it's, it's a group of Dutch uh, Muslims, uh, women, and, and you guys were there for each other, right? So uh, I, I'm sure before you found a group, you felt lonely at times and, and it was difficult because that was also way back in 1980s, before 1991. 
it's so hard to find Islamic knowledge, you know. We don't have the internet, you know, just go YouTube and then search up a video on Islam. We had to search it out uh, ourselves. So I'm sure finding these groups like this really helped you. Would you recommend it to, you know, a new convert who, you know, is trying to learn Islam to be in, in contact with this group? So perhaps, you know, the Euro Club in Arkham? Yeah. Um, time has changed. Time has changed. Yeah. And um, as I say, you have so many contacts and with the media and all this and that. And I, I do find that um, if you have planning to, to convert, and I mean, Singapore is very small, so uh, the Muslim Converse Association is quite popular. Yeah. They know where to go. And uh, I really advise them to, yes, go there, look around, meet people, discuss with people, um, enroll yourself in classes. Uh, that's very important. Know Islam is very important. Get some books and study about it. I'm sure when you came from, you know, uh, Netherlands back to Singapore in 1991, of course, you know, as, as much as you felt sadness for leaving your friends, you know, uh, back in Netherlands, I'm sure you also felt a little bit of, you know, fear on whether you will find people like them again in Singapore, right? Uh, you know, I, I'm sure the Euro Club has been, uh, you know, a conduit in which you found these friends again. Alhamdulillah. And I, like, I, I totally agree with you, sister, that, you know, we should seek out people like us so that, you know, we get people who we can relate to our challenges, our cultural challenges, you know. The, exactly, the, yeah. because... You're not the only one. Yeah, there are exactly. many others in the same. We're all in the same boat, in the same shoes. Yeah. Like you say, you're Chinese, and um, you come. You see other fellow uh, Muslims who are Chinese, and you know we're all in the same boat, and we all mm -hmm. have challenges and difficulties, and we can help one another. You uh, know, yeah. uh, everyone has experience, different kinds of experience, and that is something good. And even with the, the Euro Club, also. Uh, of the Muslim, no, the uh, multinational club, I mean, is that um, you have a time to meet one another. You know, you're so busy with your family, you have children, and then mm -hmm. once a month you, you come together and yep. you, you meet. It's also very social, socializing is very important. It's very important. Now with the COVID, we cannot do much socializing. Yeah. But it's, it's very important because we are social beings. So we need, we need the brothers and sisters, we need one another. Yep, yep, yep. And, and it's, it's so important to know that we're not alone in our challenges. So, inshallah, we, we hope to see the Euro Club and all the other multicultural clubs in, in Arakam expanding in time to come. So, any, uh, you know, uh, European convert, Australian converts who are listening to this podcast, feel free to hit up Convert Central. We'll link you to Sister Mariam and inshallah, you guys can join the Euro Club as well and join them for their meetings. Uh, you know, stay tuned to our next episode. And for now, alhamdulillah, thank you so much, Sister Mariam, for sharing your story with us, your challenges with us. I'm sure, you know, this is one of the more enriching stories. You know, when I first, you know, came into the podcast with you, I thought I would just be listening to your experiences in Singapore. But you shared before that you were in Amsterdam and then after that you came to Singapore and then you went overseas again. So alhamdulillah, many, many different challenges you faced, unique to... It was a journey. It was yeah, a long, journey, yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, even right now in the past 30 minutes, it's been a journey for me to listening to your story. So thank you so much. And inshallah, so we shall end the episode here uh, with a Tasbih Kafara and Surat Asr. Subhanaka Allahumma wa bihamdika Ashadu Allah Inshallah see you guys next episode Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh